Hello again. I'm Sean Kelly, the voice of the Florida Gators, and this is the Gator Tales with Sean Kelly podcast. Welcome to episode 19, and greetings from the home base. Episode 19 finds me inside my office at the Swamp, exactly where I want to be after a two-game road trip with the Florida men's basketball team last week. A cold one at that through Knoxville, Tennessee and Columbia, Missouri. But home this week for two men's basketball games. A busy week on campus here as well. Gymnastics is home on this particular Friday night. Women's basketball has been home this week too. And a host of other events and practices. All the spring sports are really gearing up. Baseball begins practice this week. So does softball. Golf is in full swing. Pardon the pun. And tennis is off to a great start as well on the men's and ladies side and we'll be talking Florida lacrosse and track and field as well in the coming weeks. On this week's show we're going to focus in on two of our basketball student athletes one from the women's team the other from the men's side. On the girls side Leilani Correa is tearing it up right now for the Florida Gators. In her last five games she's gone north of 24 out of the last five And in fact, in her last two, she scored 30 or more points. She's a veteran leader with this ball club, and it's a great time to get to know Leilani Correa a little bit more. On the men's side this episode, it's Will Richard from the men's basketball team. Will, a transfer student, is now multiple years with the Gators. You'll hear him refer to his father in our upcoming visit. He is the son of a former Clemson football player and is a Georgia native. There's a Chick-fil-A connection in there, too. What do you hear about that? And then this week, we introduce a brand new segment. It's called Ask the AD, as in the athletic director, Scott Strickland. Each week, I'll be seeking questions from you for Mr. Strickland. And this week, we'll begin with the topic of NIL. So, coming up, Leilani Correa, Will Richard, and Scott Strickland on Ask the AD. With that being said, let's get started. Gator Tales with Sean Kelly is presented by UF Health. UF Health has locations throughout Florida, including Gainesville, Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Leesburg, and the Villages, and we're growing. Compassionate care and world-class outcomes, that's our game plan. Visit ufhealth.org to learn more. Our podcast is also brought to you by Pet Paradise. Gator fans, for pet fanatics like you, there's only one place who goes all out for your pet the way you do. Boarding, grooming, day camp, and veterinary services all in one convenient location. Pet Paradise and New Day Veterinary Care. Finally, complete pet health care is here for Gator Nation. First up on this episode of the Gator Tales podcast with Sean Kelly is the senior, fifth year senior guard from New Jersey. Leilani Correa, who, um, by the way, Leilani, first of all, it's great to meet you. I don't know why it's taking me this long. I am a big admirer of your game, but now I finally get to talk to you in person. So, hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you as well. Before we get into you as a person, I got to ask you about your game here recently. Um, 30, 31, uh, how many points do you want to score each of these nights? You are killing it in these last five. Thank you, thank you. Um, I've just been feeling very confident in my game and, you know, taking the right shots and my teammates getting me open. So, yeah. When you are in a, a mode like that and the, and the scoring seems to come easily, I'm sure there's this feeling of I never want this to end. 
definitely my adrenaline is going I'm, I'm smiling I'm laughing up and down the court but no it's a great feeling to finally have my shot fall and just to be consistent especially during SEC play it, it means a lot to me I mentioned fifth year senior do I have that right You've, this is your second senior season correct correct take me back did you redshirt a year or is there a COVID year involved there it's it's getting hard for us as, as fans um, to realize where you all are in your in your journey right so this is my COVID year. This is your COVID mm-hmm. year. Okay. Did you think that it would be like this? I mean, I think that we all knew that you all were going to get a COVID year, but here you are now in that COVID year. Has it has that kind of washed over you a little bit? I mean, kind. I just feel old. <laughs> I think that's the main thing. I everybody on the team is like maybe twenty, twenty one, and I'm about to be twenty three. So um, I just feel a little old. But um, I mean, we're having a great season. I'm having a great season. So that's all I can hope for. What do you think you were like when you were your teammates' age and just starting out here at the University of Florida, or even prior to that at St. John's? I mean, I think personality wise, I feel like I've kind of the same but I think I'm a little bit more outgoing I'm more you know confident in myself I've grown into myself a lot more um matured a lot more um but I think that's the biggest thing I think there's always seemingly two distinct answers when I talk to young people about your age they either want to hang on to this for dear life or they're so ready to be done and get on to the next chapter in their life where do you think you fall in those two categories I think this year I've learned to kind of live in the moment. So right now I'm just trying to do that and just trying to show up every day and be my best. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I feel like I'm ready for the next step, but also I don't really want college to end. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't want college to end either. Have you peeked ahead a little bit? What would you like to do next? Uh, I definitely want to go pro. I don't know where I want to go, whether it's league or overseas yet, but um you know, I'm still deciding, still weighing on my options, but I definitely want to be a pro. You'd be open to playing overseas? Yeah, I would definitely be open to playing overseas. I love to travel. I love seeing things, and overseas is just beautiful. There's so many beautiful places, so um, that's definitely something I'm open to. Where have you already traveled to, or is this just a desire that someday I want to be a world traveler? Yeah, it's kind of just a desire. I've always um, wanted to, like, branch out and go see new things, but, um, you know, basketball. I mean, we travel a lot for basketball, um, even in AAU and high school and stuff we traveled but it was never like I'm going to see this place or because I'm going to play basketball but um, I would just love to go play and see see the world so going to St. John's not that far from home uh, Florida is how was that transition for you I mean it was it wasn't too bad Uh, not as bad as I thought it was going to be I'm definitely a family oriented girl so being away from my family is definitely hard but um, I think I was ready to take that next step and just be on my own and you know figure out life by myself what kind of a town did you grow up in a small town everybody knows everybody Um, everybody knows my family we have a pretty big family so um, you know we were kind of kind of superstars where we went wherever we went yet you want to travel the world so small town girl wants to travel the world how, how do you think that shaped you as a person I don't know I kind of I've always had just the desire to I love nature I love being outside I love just anything beautiful really and um, there's so many different aspects of the world that not a lot of people get to see and I want to be you know a person who does that and my family hasn't really traveled either so I would love to even take family vacation somewhere but um yeah back to your time here with the Gators are you now a leader you said old old doesn't necessarily equate to being a leader do you find yourself to be a leader here on your team yeah I definitely um see myself as a leader on my team I uh think that 
my IQ is high. Um, I see the floor. Um, and just my teammates having questions for me, I, I, I always have an answer. Or I can always point them in the right direction if I don't have the exact answer. But um, I'm definitely learning to use my voice a lot more because I'm very quiet. If you know me, you know, I, I don't like to talk. I don't like to even do interviews and things like that. I always get scared and I'm like, ah, like I don't, I don't know what to say. But um, no, I'm definitely learning to speak up and you know embrace my role as a leader on this team. I would have never guessed that you don't like doing interviews the way that you have shown me your comfort in this format here. Um, are you faking it, Leilani, or did you uh, work yourself up into our conversation? I had to work myself up to it, honestly. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, it takes me some time to just like, okay, I'm going to talk. It's going to be okay. It's just a normal conversation. But um, yeah, interviews really scare me. And just doing, like talking to people scares me a little bit. But you know, like I said, I'm growing into my voice and I'm learning to use it and just speak just speak my voice and um you know just be confident in myself yeah so that leads me to then ask you about your major because if you are working through your public speaking anxieties um, how will that translate into what you want to do professionally beyond basketball yeah so i mean i really haven't figured that out yet but i am studying education science um So, you know, whether it's even coaching after I go pro or, um, you know, teaching that comes with using your voice and being able to speak. So I think that it's been good for me to have this major and, you know, basketball has a lot to do with it, too. I have to speak a lot during basketball. So I think that, you know, embracing my voice has um, been hard, but it's, it's been a really good thing for me. You correct me if I'm wrong. When I watch you play, I kind of see a player who has a bit of a chip on her shoulder. Am I seeing it correctly? I think so a little bit. When that, when, when that first bucket goes down, I'm like, okay, okay, here I go. But no, I, I like I said before, I've just been playing with a lot more confidence than I ever have. Um, yeah, I got a little chip on my shoulder. I I mean, you kind of have to tell yourself, like, hey, I'm the, I'm the best out here. Okay, sure, but you got cut when you were in like middle school from a team. I would think that has some kind of a motivation for you even to this day, does it? Or have you left that all behind? I mean, I'll let you bring it up. <laughs> no, I mean, I got cut from the sixth grade team, um, and I was really upset about it. But then I went back in seventh grade, and, you know, I made the team. And just for them, from then, I think that even just starting late and just being where I am now is like motivation in itself because it's like, okay, you started late, but here you are mm-hmm. um, doing bigger things that I, than I could have ever imagined myself doing and um, just working hard. And, you know, I love where I am now. Are you a role model? I would like to think of myself as a role model. Um, I try to be a role model, especially for my three younger brothers. You know, they mean the world to me and they're in sports and I just want to be that example for them and show them that they can do anything. And, you know, even when it gets hard, because it, trust me, it's it's gotten hard, but, um, you know, you always persevere and you always push through it. And, you know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Is there a Kelly Ray Finley favorite phrase, one that in your um, role as a role model that you find yourself sharing just like she has shared with you i think be where your feet are that's um that's something that has always stuck with me um since i got here she loves that and i love that she says that and i always think about it because um you know you don't want to look too far into the future or think too far in the past about different things that you could have changed or maybe something that you want to happen you just have to do what you can right now um embrace the moment and that's what i've been doing in my game this this season i think that's the perfect way to end our conversation thanks for doing this you did great 
and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's turn our attention to the men's team and visit with junior forward slash guard slash everything, Will Richard. Will, we're speaking here in this instance uh, on the night before a game. Um, makes me want to ask you, what is your routine the night before a game? Oh, for me, getting to bed early. Um, that's really it. I know I got to make sure I get a good, nice rest. Uh, wake up in the morning, uh, get some good breakfast and stuff like that. Then go to shoot around, uh, call my mom. We usually pray before the game and then I was ready to go after that. And how different is that routine from when you first got to Florida? Um, to be honest, it's really about it's been the same my whole life. Uh, yeah, just making sure I get a good night, a good night's rest, and just making sure I'm fueled and ready to go. I want to ask you about Chick Fil A. I understand that that's a part of the family. Is that is that? Am I hearing correctly that your parents do they own multiple franchises yeah, of Chick Fil A? My dad is an owner operator. He owns one uh, probably about five minutes from the Atlanta airport. So, so you've been raised on Chick Fil A. Uh. I wouldn't say raised. I mean, he started owning it my freshman year of high school. So um, once I got out of high school, it was definitely a, a part of my meals, meals a lot. Did your popularity in high school immediately skyrocket when your family started running and operating a Chick-fil-A restaurant? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say so. I, I try to keep that low. A lot of people really don't know about it. But I, I did, people definitely saw me popping up with Chick-fil-A almost every day and wondered why I was getting it so much. And you've never gotten sick of Chick-fil-A? Oh, I definitely have. Yeah, the first, the first year you got it, I was eating it probably about four or five times a weekend. Since then, I haven't eaten as much. Are there any secret menu items at Chick-fil-A that I should be aware of? Now that I have an insider in the business. Um, man, I don't even know. My pops, he keep it, he keep it real low-key, too, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. When you think about what you'd like to do beyond your basketball playing career, is that something that you would be interested in, a business owner yourself? Um, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to take that route owning, owning a Chick-fil-A or anything like that. I want to be like in uh, operations with an NBA franchise or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, d when did that interest start for you? Um, for me, I had some uh, friends in high school, and their uh, parents were like um, involved with the Atlanta Hawks organization and stuff like that. And it kind of interests me. I know I want to be around basketball for as long as possible. So. You are a Atlanta Hawks fan, I would assume, right? Mm -hmm. No. No, I'm not. Wait a minute, you grew up just outside of Atlanta. I did. I grew up going to games, but it was to see other teams. Like I'll go in there and play LeBron or something like that, or Carmelo, just to see other other players. But I've never been a Hawks fan. Do you have a favorite team? Favorite team, probably the Warriors. I like how they play. They got a lot of guys that can shoot it, so I like watching that. They've been dominant for most of your life. That's remarkable to me. Is that is that the reason you'll always be a Warriors fan because it's attached to your upbringing in the game of basketball? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, just being in middle school and watching them win championships, going on their little run and stuff, that's definitely one of the reasons why I started falling in love with basketball a lot more, just seeing what they did. Now, Will, that you play basketball at the college level, do you watch games differently? For sure. Um, I feel like I watch them more in depth now. Like, I'm looking at what kind of actions they're running, uh, how people are guarding and stuff, like different decision-making and stuff like that. I definitely feel like I watch it with more knowledge of the game. Did you, was you, were you able to change your game by watching it that way? Yeah, for sure. I think I can play like a lot smarter. I know I like to watch certain guys. Like I like watching uh, Buddy Hill, just seeing how he finds ways to get himself shots and stuff. I like watching defenders like Michael Bridges, seeing how he guards the ball and stuff like that. So I've definitely uh, keyed in on a few guys, seeing how they play. Back to your NBA front office aspirations. What will prepare you for that kind of a career? Uh, for me, just uh, playing hard. I mean, uh, making a name for myself on the court as well. And then just building connections off the court. I mean, I've got myself to Florida. That's a 
a huge place to play at, and I know that comes with a lot of uh, recognition and stuff like that. So just using this platform to get myself out there and make connections. I'm assuming you'd like to play beyond college before you do the front office thing. Is that correct? For sure, yes, sir. That world is is cutthroat. It's hard uh, as far as getting your way in. Would you be open to playing overseas? Um, it's definitely not my first option, but I mean, I want to play basketball as long as possible. So if that if it comes to that, then I won't mind it. When you're in a position like you are, your junior season now, um, and again, I'm, I'm not aware of what the rules are now differently than when I was your age, but what kind of counsel can you seek? What have you sought out with regard to how that process could work? With uh, like NBA and stuff like that? Yeah, be just you know the process of moving beyond college basketball. Oh uh, Yeah, for me, I had some um, close friends in high school that have gone through the process, and my, my trainer, he... Uh, uh, Walker Kessler, I played with him in high school, so just seeing how he went through the process and stuff like that, I got a lot of knowledge from him and then my trainer and stuff like that. Just how to approach it and uh, what I need to do to prepare myself and stuff like that. So I've, I definitely have people in my circle that have helped me. What's the best advice that a guy like Walker gives you? Uh, probably enjoy it all. I mean, it comes with a lot of ups and downs and stuff like that, so you just got to find a way to have fun with it because uh, the ball isn't going to bounce forever, so just, just enjoy your process. Speaking of enjoying your process, how do you enjoy yourself when you're not playing basketball? Uh, for me, I'm a real homebody. I like playing playing video games, watching Netflix, and then just hanging with the guys. We go out to eat a lot and stuff like that, so just being around my friends. You, you seem to have a very chill way of doing things. Sure. Have you always been that way, or did, did calming down and picking what you like come with age a little bit? Uh, I feel like I've always been a little laid back. I mean, uh, people around me think I'm a clown and stuff like that once you get to know me, but I think I'm real laid back. I mean, um, I've always been pretty calm. You were an offensive lineman at one point in your life, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I look at you and I don't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to believe, but yeah, I was, I was a big, chunky offensive lineman. I was like 230 in my freshman year of high school and then lost, lost all of it uh, just playing basketball, conditioning stuff. So, yeah, I was definitely going to be following my, foot, my dad's footsteps. Wait a minute, 230 down to what? Down to probably like 190-something. Just by playing ball? or were you, did you, Was there a point where you or someone said to you, hey, Will, your weight it's yeah. it's it's an issue well me and my dad we just had a conversation here and, um we're just saying like if you're serious about basketball like you're gonna do certain stuff to to make sure you get to where you want to be so a little change in my diet and stuff like that like uh, I wasn't eating sweets or anything I was eating a lot of like salmon and stuff like that so yeah I, I changed my diet for sure hidden talents there's got to be one what is it I can sing I used to sing in like church choir when I was little I used to lead songs and stuff like that I don't like people knowing that because I feel like it's weird for me to sing. I used to hate doing it in church, but, yeah, I used to do that when I was younger. What hymn was your uh, specialty? Um, ah, Come on, take me to church now. If I, if I tell you this, people are going to ask me to sing for them, so I, I don't know if I should. Nobody's near us right now, <laughs> so you can tell me. Um, I really can't even, I can't even name it, to be honest. I really can't. I used to sing, like, multiple songs so it's hard to it's hard to pick one do you venture into the r&b world a little bit do you do you yeah, try and do those singers a little bit yeah, yeah i like listening to yeah and who are we patterning ourselves after um my mom she loves listening to kim he's like an old r&b artist so i use, i listen to kim a lot <laughs> so that's the hidden talent yeah that's hidden talent nothing else uh-uh nothing else no fishing no magic no nothing yeah that's that's it what are you studying will uh sports management that seems like a broad area have you specialized a little bit now that you're an upperclassman yeah i'm now starting to get into uh classes that are more directed for my major so i'm in like sports marketing and stuff like that uh sports communication so it's definitely starting to get more direct uh let's go rapid fire here at the end uh favorite pregame meal is what uh let's say chicken alfredo okay if i picked up your headphones i would hear who 
Mm, uh, probably Giveon. That'd be new to me. All right, fair enough. Uh, what are you driving these days? Uh, Jeep. Jeep. Yep. Dream car would be what? Uh, G wagon. Mercedes. Very nice. Uh, particular color? Uh, matte black. Matte black. Yep. Uh, do you want to have kids someday? Yes, sir. What age will you have your first kid? Late 20s. Late 20s. Yeah, 26, 27 and up. Yeah. You've thought this through a little yeah, bit. I've thought this through. I got a teammate that already got one. Yes, okay. <laughs> Each of your teammates that I've talked to, we'll finish with this. Each of your teammates that I've talked to, I said, we're going to have another conversation in April. Mm-hmm. What will we be talking about? Uh, our March Madness run. You all seem to be on the same page with that. What will it take to get that run done? Uh, just staying together, um, just improving every day, and just building on uh, building on getting wins. So. Right. My G-Wagon gospel singing friend, Will Richard. Yes, go Gators. Yep, go Gators. Time now for our newest segment here on Gator Tales. At the moment, the working title is Ask the AD. We may change that along the way. Uh, no rules here. The basic premise is this. Each episode here on Gator Tales, we'll get the chance here to sit down with Florida Director of Athletics, Scott Strickland, and pass along a question from our fan base to the athletic director, and we'll knock one of these out each episode. And then maybe along the way, Scott, you'll tell me that we need to change it from Ask the AD, but I'm glad that you're willing to do this, and I'm excited to see what questions come from our fan base. Well, the uh, we need to work on creativity for sure, as far as the name of the segment, but I uh, love the opportunity to, to visit Sean and to talk about some things that are on the mind of Gator Nation. All right, let's start with this one. We get this question submitted, and uh, right into the headwinds of NIL here. Scott, the question is, what are some of the biggest misconceptions and what are the biggest truths about what you are able to do in making Florida a player at the highest level in the NIL space? Um, that's a great question. Something that, you know, NIL's been around since the summer of 21, so we're, we're nearing the uh, three-year completion of that. And uh, something that every school has grappled with as far as how do you get your arms around, what this means, what it is. Um, and where it is kind of settled in is uh, there's a lot the universities are allowed to do by NCAA rules. And that's really the constricting factor here are the NCAA rules. And simply, um, the most simple way to say the NCAA, talk about the NCAA rules is the schools cannot directly provide NIL opportunities for student athletes. However, um, we can certainly encourage those opportunities by outside parties, whether it's with uh, businesses, whether local or national. We've had athletes who've had opportunities to do both from a sponsorship standpoint um, or through uh, a collective like Florida Victorious, which is um, uh, an officially recognized corporate partner of the Florida Gators. And so there's a, there's a strong relationship there uh, on the business side. Um, and we spend a lot of time with Florida Victoria strategizing, uh, introducing them to uh, uh, Gators that, that have, we know have an interest and have the ability to help at a high level. Uh, obviously, we, you know, you, if you come to one of our sporting events where we have the video board, uh, it's not unusual to see the commercial where uh, myself or Coach Napier are on there encouraging people to contribute and go and um, 
uh, be a, a member of Florida Victorious and support that. So there's a lot that we can do to market, promote, encourage people to look at and understand that this is now an important area of competition uh, in in the recruitment of young people and the retaining of, of talented young people. Um, the other areas are still important. I say the other areas, traditional areas like, you know, facilities, quality of coaching, academics, fan support, all those are still really important. Um, and just like in the past, if one of those was missing, you you know, your, your, your chair wouldn't be level, you know, you'd be cattywampus. Um, NIL now is another leg on that chair, and it's just as important that it's strong and stable. And um, Florida Victorious has done a, has done a really good job. And uh, I believe that uh, we are um, probably in the top 10 in the country as far as uh, what uh, they have been able to um, go out and, and work to create the opportunities for our student athletes through the money they've raised. And uh, we're, um, we, we continue to help them grow because our, our goal isn't necessarily to be top 10, right? We want to be the best at the University of Florida. We have 500,000 living alums. Uh, those alums have a degree from the best public university in the country, and so it's very valuable, and, and they've been able to go off and be very successful. And so um, uh, a lot of uh, the time that I – my connection with Florida Victorious is going out and actually seeing donors and helping them uh, raise money. I've, um, you know, sit here in, in the month of January. I've, I've had several of those visits already this month and have several more scheduled and just making sure they understand what the opportunity is to contribute. We don't collect the money meaning the UAA or Gator Boosters, we don't take the gift. If someone wants to um, participate, we don't. We can't accept the money, and we don't pass it along to student-athlete. But Florida Victorious, who's an outside entity apart from the university and the athletic association, uh, they they are there to do so, and, and they've done a really nice job of creating uh, outstanding opportunity for um, nearly half of our student-athletes here at the University of Florida. Well said. I think I've learned a little bit more about what you can do and what you're not able to do in this ever-changing space. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. If you would like to submit a question for Scott Strickland on Ask the AD here on the Gator Tales podcast, you can do so by hitting me up on my X account at Sean Kelly Live, or you can send me an email. My email address is Sean K. S-E-A-N-K at gators.ufl.edu I certainly look forward to next week's Ask the AD segment and of course upcoming guests including Corby Otis from the Gators softball team. That'll do it for us and a big thanks to our guests this week of course Scott Strickland, Leilani Correa and Will Richard too. And certainly big ups to our sponsors UF Health and Pet Paradise. If you don't mind, please leave a review of our podcast and help spread the word about Gator Tales with Sean Kelly. You can find our podcast on all of the usual podcast platforms. Until next time, I'm Sean Kelly, and go Gators!